0: Thanks for listening to the Swearing In podcast, where you'll hear the origin stories of those who chose to serve. So ground your gear, take a seat, and listen up. The Swearing In podcast starts right now.
1: Welcome back for another episode of the Swearing In Podcast. I am your host, Marty Smith. My guest today is retired Air Force Technical Sergeant Kevin Balcom. Kevin graduated from Mona Shores High School in Michigan in 1997. He swore in at the MEP station in Lansing, Michigan, and went to basic training in June 1998. His AFSCN was 1Charlie6 Space Systems Operations. After basic, he attended technical school at Vandenberg Air Force Base, California, and his first assignment was to the 11th Space Warning Squadron at Peterson Air Force Base, Colorado. When that unit shut down in 2002, Kevin was assigned to the 2nd Space Warning Squadron at Buckley Air Force Base, Colorado. Later, he served in assignments to Boulder, Colorado and Vandenberg Air Force Base, California. He retired in 2018. This concludes your pre-brief. Now, let's get on with the interview. Uh, all right. Today, my guest is retired Technical Sergeant Kevin Balcom from the United States Air Force. Kevin, thanks for joining me today.
0: Anytime, Martin. Really appreciate it. Uh,
1: what? Uh, Where did you grow up at?
0: So, a town called Muskegon, Michigan, uh, pretty much three hours north of Chicago right along Lake Michigan, three hours from Detroit, and then uh, pretty much across the lake is Milwaukee.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. You had all Big Ten stuff going
0: on. It's up there, it's huh? crazy. Notre Dame fans, Bears fans, <laughs> Lions fans, yeah, Michigan no fans. Kidding. Yeah, it's, that's why sometimes you have family members because, you know, they're Michigan State fans, so you know whatever you deal with it.
1: Is it really that bad? I mean, I, I've always seen the – what's the uh... – What's the classic picture? You know, the, the Michigan husband and the Ohio state wife, you know, something like that. And you just saw so like, that oh. that
0: commercial. It was so gross. Yeah. <laughs> it, it said, you know, if, if you if you weren't a college football fan, you wouldn't think this is gross.
1: <laughs> okay. So when did you graduate? You graduated in 98? 97. Oh, 97. Yep. And what were the plans? What were the plans for high school senior Kevin Balcom and graduating in 97?
0: You know, not a lot. Right, it wasn't uh, <laughs> college. wasn't like. uh, so I did. I did do a year of school. Okay. Uh, I applied to a couple of places: Western Michigan, Central Michigan, mm. um, and then Muskegon Community College. I got into all three. You know, I was a a three four student. Like I wasn't. Okay. I wasn't Michigan material, right? I'm not getting to Michigan <laughs> out of out of high school, but I wasn't a dumb dumb either, right? Like I I had some book smarts. Right. Uh, and I decided to go to to JUCO because uh it was free and a matter oh, of fact yeah. it was no yeah. so free i had a stipend that i got money back
1: oh, so geez. really
0: so i was like yeah i'll try school for a year were
1: you um, a sports guy you seem like you were
0: i was yeah i was a baseball guy pretty good ball player was i had no plans to play college baseball oh okay. Uh, okay first day of math class right i wasn't a good math guy i was kind of in like a remedial math class and these two twins that i played against in high school were in the class and they're like. Oh, hey, I remember you, Marty. I'm not kidding. One of them hit up, hit a home run. It was 420 to dead center. It went over the street and broke out a window. Like the, these, wow. these two twins roughed me up oh, in, in high school. And so I'm chopping up with these guys. They were funny. And yeah. they're like, hey, are you trying out for the baseball team? I said, I don't know. I didn't know if I'm good enough to play. Uh, they're like, you should try out. So first semester goes by, tryouts happen. I make the team, right? Really? Well, during this time, I was super bored marty super bored yeah i was like this is you know i don't have a history of military in my family my grandfather was in for a couple of years he was a uh, he drove a battlefield commission lieutenant around in a jeep after germany oh, fell in world war ii he's okay. like he's like greatest job i ever had kevin you know i was <laughs> like i don't know why i got out and uh you know and then my brother was in i got a half brother an older half brother that's a retired senior master sergeant okay uh, he never really pushed that. What got me interested was my my best friend in high school went in right after, and he was um, uh, EOD, Explosive Ordnance oh, Disposal. He's wow. bomb squad. Yes, yeah, smart yeah. kid. Uh, yeah. He was like, "Bro, this is so cool. Basic training was so easy. You should think about it." So he had his recruiter call me up oh, midway through my first semester of school. And, uh, you know, my, my high school was a, a really good high school. It was not very military friendly. They didn't really recruit a lot out of there. Yeah. So this is kind of my first experience with a, an Air Force recruiter. And he didn't really, he didn't really sell me a lot because I don't think, you know, he knew he, I wouldn't get anywhere because I was comfortable. You know, I was going to school. I didn't like need to leave.
1: Right. Right.
0: Uh, but the more I talked to him, the more I talked to my best friend, I'm like, you know what, screw it. I'm going to give this a chance. So I decided to delay the enlistment in January. Okay. And.
1: Um is this 98?
0: Yeah, this starting to go January 98. All and right. uh, you know, I don't tell the baseball coach until February. I said, Hey, look, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna leave the team, you know, because I, you know, I'm doing this delayed enlistment thing, and he was mad. And I'm like, why is he so upset? He goes, You're starting. And I'm like, Oh shit.
1: And oh I like, shit.
0: I was like, you know, I still, you know what, I'm gonna focus on school, get this military thing ready, and I and I left the team. Uh ah. Right. So, uh, you know, delayed enlistment. And, you know, I went to MEPS. Where was your MEPS at? Uh, Lansing, I think. So about an hour and a half drive, two hour drive. The recruiter drive
1: you up there? Or they-
0: I think it was a bus, if I remember correctly. Oh, yes. Yes. Uh, and here, here's, the here's the best part about this story. Okay. Uh, my brother told me straight up, you need to come in with a guaranteed job. And I took took the ASVAB at some point and I I went to MAPS and I know it scored pretty well. And this is how I knew I picked the best uh, branch because we got there at 630, man. Marines were already there, right? (laughs) Navy came in a little later. And then here's the Air Force guys rolling in about 839 o'clock because it was snowing out a little bit. I'm like, oh, yeah, pick the right one here, you know?
1: It's was so- there ever, even though uh, once that recruiter did he say anything specific to you, or did you just once he talked to you, then you kind of mold it, and then he kind of like, hey, this this may be a way to go, or did he say something that kind of triggered you?
0: The recruiter, um, just talked to me like like kind okay. of kept it real, and you know, yeah. between him talking and my brother giving me advice and my friend giving me advice, it was never pushy. Uh, yeah, he, you know, he he let the game come to him, so to speak. Because I remember calling <laughs> him one day, and I'm like, you know what, I'm in. Let's do this. You know, he was like, okay, never, great. never
1: a consideration for any of the other services.
0: No, absolutely. Okay. No, no. Okay. Uh, you know, that was something my brother was like, yeah, you should probably think Air Force. And I wasn't like a physical specimen either, Marty. Like I've never shot a gun at that point in my life, you know, yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> at least you were an athlete. It's not yeah. like the first time you ever ran or something. like.
0: Correct. That. Yeah, correct. So get, get to maps and they sit me down they're like, Hey, you know, you qualify for every job in the Air Force. I'm like, okay, cool. Whoa. Yeah. And they're like, what do you want to do? I'm like, I gotta be honest. I don't care what I do. I want to be inside in air conditioning. And he looks at me. said, <laughs> like, man, I've spent the last two summers working at Menards, you know, in the in the lumber yard, which is it's oh. like a Lowe's Home Depot, great yeah, company. Yeah. And I said, I don't I don't want to work outdoors. And they're like, Well, we kind of want you to be avionics. And I was like, mm, that sounds mm. like flight line. <laughs> and sure and does. yeah. And they're like, We really want you. They kind of pushed. And I said, Listen, man, like, I don't. I don't need this. I can yeah. go back, go back to school right now. Like I said, find me something indoors.
1: Oh, you're bartering. And, I don't. Oh yeah. I absolutely. Lived, I yeah.
0: that. Yeah. Yeah, I had some leverage, you know, like I said, yeah. um, and, and, you know, some, some confidence there, maybe some, some, you know, false bravado. You really know that. <laughs> I didn't know what he's going to say. I just said, this sure. is what, you know, I want to be indoors. And he, he, he goes to like the old school computers. He's like, how about space? And I'm like, I look at the description. I'm like, is that indoors?" He's like yep. <laughs> like all right i'll do it so uh nice, nice you know i shipped out uh june 3rd a 98 to basic training you know did, a great you, swear, time did in- you
1: did you swear in at uh, the Meps? yes sure did okay
0: yep and uh you know boarded a plane for the first time and, you know texas is absolutely lovely in june you know never forget that and <laughs> i kind of downplay that i'm like ah, i'm from michigan it's human in the summer get off that bus in the morning, I'm like, bro, like, that's what different. is this? Yeah, that's dude, different. You know, so, that, you know, they, they put us in a strip mall for some reason, I remember. And then they bust us to our, uh, our you know, dormitories or whatever. Okay. And I always remember this because we get off the bus and I'm exhausted, man. You know, they, they do that 334 30, whatever. Right. And the dude right. next to me is puking up fish from like oh. the, air, the airplane ride. Oh, <laughs> I remember oh, telling him, really? I told you, bro, you shouldn't have got the fish. <laughs> It was so gross, man. Uh, it's it's so, so airplane. Yeah. Like, I'm it's just like, you know, I'd always remember that. Like, dude, just hacking up fish. So I got <laughs> fish puke next to me, tired, you know, waiting for these guys to come in. And they were typical yelling, screaming, whatever. But, right, right. you know, basic training was really uneventful for me. You know, you get used to waking up early. You march, you get yelled sure. at. Um, I actually got fatter during basic training. Uh, I've heard
1: that some people do that. Yeah.
0: I just, you know, I I eat fast. So yeah. when they tell you you got three minutes to eat, bro, I pounded four pancakes and I could do <laughs> two double cheeseburgers. Like it was really dumb. Like I didn't really understand fitness all that well. Well that nobody day. did but, yeah.
1: especially that age and they're <laughs> just they're just force feeding you carbs, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean? so, so kind easy of get to through.
0: Do. yeah so I kind of get through that, you know, and um I'd say top two ass tunes in my life happened towards the end of basic training. Um, nice. So we are we are weighing in and I knew I was heavy and, and so Sergeant Mills was his name, six foot six, Ooh, like 260 geez. pound dude. Um, and he liked us up to that point. Cause he was going through a divorce and we were very, uh, like a self-sufficient flight. So oh, okay. he, he could leave at four 30 and he was like, you guys are on your own. And, and he would wake, I mean, he'd come in the morning smelling like booze. I'm like, this dude even sleep? Mm, probably not, <laughs> but whatever. And, and I'm on the scale and he says a weight and my weight just keeps going up and I'm trying to have some integrity. You know, they preach that. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, you know, sir, and Rebecca reports ordered the scales going up. And oh boy, that was that the wrong thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't cuss on the outside, but man, we were inside. He's like, you fucking idiot. i fucking tell you the way you get off the fucking scale and i'll never remember sergeant tawny the other the other ti is like dying laughing right like (laughs) laughing the whole time like he's laughing so hard i can feel like some of his like spit kind of coming at my face because he was like so i I go right behind him and he's still laughing and i'm just shaking my head (laughs) and he goes do you regret that i'm like yes sir (laughs) like that was really dumb
1: you know, it's fun. It's fun to look yeah. back at those times now, right? Um, but at the time, you're like, "Oh, Jesus, this guy's yeah. really in my ass right now." So yeah,
0: it was yeah. So that was about the only eventful thing that happened. That, and I remember a dude breaking his leg behind me during the obstacle course, and that sounded like a shotgun going off. Oh, that was pretty really? gross. Ah, yeah, he. Um, you know, those we were walking on these two like logs and he had fallen and and they were elevated and his ankle caught and he slammed backwards and he broke his femur you could hear it it was like
1: oh, wow God.
0: so me and my buddy like get off and, and lift him up right because he's obviously yeah. in pain and I, don't, I wonder whatever happened to him i know he's in med for a while but anyway those are about the two biggest things that happened <laughs> uh, uh,
1: okay so now you're off to vandenberg california for your tech school right yep and, and again this is second time you've flown right
0: yep yeah second time uh, <laughs> and we no one was there to greet us at the LA airport right uh, oh, that's a the plan they don't tell us where to go uh meet Senator Bob dole on on the uh, on the elevator that was pretty cool oh you did oh yeah yeah there's three of us and he talks to us and he's like hey good luck whatever had a secret service guys there and uh wow we're kind of. We, we have a phone number, right? And that's back in the day with pay phones, right? So we yeah. call this number. No one's there. It's like, I don't know what we're going to do. We're just going to walk around. They finally meet us. And then we take this small prop plane up to uh, Santa Maria and then bus from Santa Maria to, to Lompoc, where, again, you know, the dorms yeah. whatever.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, do you remember Turkington, Tom Turkington? I do. So he Big was my next school instructor. Oh, he right. was. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we start class right away. So I'm, you know, six and a half weeks removed from being a civilian. And I start a whatever five or six week course with Tom. Graduate. I have no follow on training at all at what? Vandenberg. It's all at alert. So 12 weeks from being a civilian, I am now in my own dormitory. Now at you know, Peterson Air Force Base, Colorado.
1: Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's, uh, cause some of those guys don't know mm-hmm. uh, some of the people listening don't know. So your first assignment was with alert, right? The uh, 11th, space 11th
0: space warning, warning squadron. squadron. Yep.
1: And what was their mission?
0: Alert was attack and launch early reporting to theater. It was a, uh, a response to uh, the Gulf War. Uh, we had satellites that were, that could detect uh, the threats that were in Iraq. And, but we didn't have the ground stations to properly, you know, vet and, and disseminate these messages. So anyone in the military knows acquisitions take a long time. Well, in yeah. two years they developed alert, which is kind of unheard of in an acquisition process. So, uh, they, they, developed alert and that was the response to, uh, you know, the Gulf war and our failings for theater missile warning. So smaller type, not the big missiles, right? The small missiles, the, right. the, the, theater, tactical the theater type missiles, right? The Scud yeah. B. So yeah. uh, that that was my first assignment and wow. And, and it was really cool because back then not everybody got security clearances. You know, nowadays you have to have a security clearance before you graduate tech school. Back then I was twenty percent of the career field, you know, had this security clearance. And so, you know, I took a little bit, you know, that took a few months. And we're talking about
1: we're talking about top secret clearance. Top
0: secret, yep, correct. Yeah.
1: Um, when when did you get told you were going to alert? Like before basic like a, ended,
0: no, like a week before I graduated. Okay. Uh tech school. So that that's kind of oh, what I that's knew right. tech school. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. So they so, didn't
1: even have a course for you then, right? They were just teaching you fundamentals.
0: Right. They shut down the alert course. They used to oh, teach a geez. version of it at the tech school because they thought alert was shutting down. Do you yeah. remember you know Cyber's online in ninety nine? How that worked out. Yeah. Right. Yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. Two years. Two years. Yeah. So <laughs> we were they were hurting for Manning, right? So they, okay. there was four of us that came, and they were pumped to have us, Marty. I'm not saying rock stars, but I thought we got treated a lot better than probably airmen should have been because yeah. they needed bodies so bad. Nice, right? and we we're nice. all very competent too. All of us passed, uh, you know, passed the training, you know, pretty easily. Uh, they had they had some good instructors there as well. Um, not to jump ahead, but I think I had the four years I was there produced eight or nine Chiefs in the future. Wow. It's it's obscene, right? That's a hell
1: of a way to put that. That's that's pretty yeah. good.
0: Yeah. So it was a great mission. Uh, one of its, you know, one of a kind back in the day. Yeah, sure and, was. And, you know, me who used to work in a lumber yard, sweating, you know, loading <laughs> ten thousand shingle bags a day, I'm in air conditioning, working eight hour shifts. We can watch movies. You know, I was like, Where are you did
1: great. they give you the flight suit? Were you in the flight oh, suit? Oh
0: yeah, absolutely. The blue oh, flight awesome. suits, mind you. The old oh, school. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, There's a flame retardant ones. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> non breathable, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Uncomfortable, but uh, yeah. you know, it's it's still a great uniform.
0: Great. It uniform. was. It was. Uh you know, I just met I met a lot of great people. Still in touch. We have a Facebook page. It's like 11 Swiss alert alumni that we still Oh, have. no way. Yeah, a couple of the guys that were there when I was there, their kids are playing D one college basketball right now. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, so, so
1: is that is that Facebook group pissed? That they reflagged the eleven Swiss up there, at Buckley? Um, no, for... no, I don't think so. Okay,
0: uh, we we do we do talk about the OG eleven Swiss. Oh, okay. Um, people, <laughs> people kind of look at you, and you're like, "Yeah, OG man, you don't even know." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but they don't know, care fun either. Fact, fun fact: I felt like I had a hand in that being renamed eleven Swiss. By the way,
1: what up at Buckley? Oh yeah. How did how did you do that?
0: So after, uh, let's go back after, um, you know, alert shut down in 2002 and I was one of the lower ranking people there. Still, I just put on senior and they're like, I had one choice going to Buckley. And I'm like, yeah. sweet. Cause I want to hang out in Denver. I was like early twenties, like Denver's bar scene club scene, substantially better than Colorado Springs. Sure. Um, and you know, I actually left, they wouldn't give me, uh, an accommodation medal because I wasn't a staff sergeant, you know, politics. Uh, so Brad Shirley yeah. finagled away to give me three achievement medals. <laughs> so I left there with three Whoa, achievement medals, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, uh, yeah. You know, went up to Denver. um, super happy to be there. I was in a house with a couple of my buddies and, um, yeah, I did well there. You know, that we had experience, right? We were theater yeah. operators and theater you had, you
1: support. had more, I, I remember you guys were more experienced, than the Sibers train guys because mm-hmm. you had um, – because the Sibers system was almost um, too dumbed down. And you guys had to do – you guys did more analytical stuff on your detection than Correct. the Sibers guys did. So that made you better operators,
0: I and think. And we were three or four software versions ahead of where you guys were at because we didn't have to deal with accreditation. Yeah. Like Sivers yeah. had. Right. So, Yeah. So that was kind of a shock. Like, what do you mean it takes six months to turn around software? It's not 48 <laughs> hours? Okay, whatever. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: welcome to the Air Force acquisition system. Yeah, right?
0: yeah exactly. So uh so you're you
1: reassigned know, up to the second space warning squadron.
0: Yep. Uh and up at Buckley. So yep. And then you got trained up pretty quick. I was new to the strategic side, right? Yeah. I think the biggest the biggest comment during our training was slow down. You need to slow okay. down. That's right. Like, what are you talking about, man? You got three
1: minutes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Slow down. Slow down. I was like, okay. Uh, We all graduated that, you know, pretty well, pretty easily. And I got stuck with mission and I was cool with that. Uh, And I did a lot of theater warning because back then, you know, people were afraid of theater warning. They're like, it's too fast. I want to take my time. It's like, it's all the same, man. Like, sure. I don't, people didn't practice enough. Right. So I I was, I was always a, a really good operator, like not to boast, like I was a really good, I thought was a warning operator because yeah. uh, you know I practice. I wouldn't I'm not I'm not you know obsessing over it, but I would spend a couple hours of rotation, you know, 6 and 4 <laughs> amazing <laughs> schedule right. for those that That's don't right. know it. It's two day shifts, 7 to 3, two swing shifts 3 to 11 and two mid shifts 11 to 7. Then you get like 4 days off. Like I was a, schedule ever. It
1: was. It was a great schedule I ever. Worked. Yeah,
0: uh, and I will die on that hill. Like everyone's like Panama like no man, like 12 no. suck. No. Yeah. 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 No sir. So, I'm with you. Yep. So, you know, I, I spent about a year or so on uh, El- Echo Crew with the uh, Major Dean Zizius <laughs> and Jeremy Conley. That. And, and you know, I became a trainer pretty quick. And yeah. then, you know, calling to day staff happened. So I was a trainer for a while. And then uh, we were going to stand up uh, the 460th Space Wing. Yeah. And so I moved over to evaluations. And then we stood up. Uh, the 460th OGV. And that was pretty cool. Not cool. Moving safes from our. Oh, really? Uh, all the way up, Oh, my. Yeah. No, thank you. That, you that, had to that move upstairs, so right? right? Oh, yeah. That was, that was probably the worst additional duty, in quotation, <laughs> I've ever had. That sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Do not really? recommend that ever again. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, that but, sucked. I, I remember uh my my uh most distinctive memory of you was being in eval. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know how long you stayed in training, but I remember you mostly from eval.
0: About so. six months to a year with Doug Ronning and, and Trent yeah. Williams and Trent Hines, who's still around. And Yes, he is. Uh, you know, Scott Swick and <laughs> uh, Gary Benton wanted me over in the eval shop. And I'm like, I will jump to evals right now. And I work sure. with Jake Wall and remember oh, Conrad man. Dawes and Robert oh, Torres, yeah. And
1: Yes, I and do. Let me tell you
0: something about Jake Wall. So I heard Jake Wall on your podcast, right? Did you That's listen to his story? Oh, yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah. He's but smart. that guy, if he didn't have any work to do, Marty, you were not getting any work done. Because he would just poke and prod you. Oh, to do oh man. He'd You're not fuck with you all the time. Oh, all, all the time. Like I I, you know, I wrote scripts and I did a lot of evaluations. He was more procedures and I'd be sitting there. He'd be like poking me the stick like, hey, up. <laughs> hey, I'm like, Jake, what, you know, what do you want? He's like. I don't know. I'm like, all right, Jake, let's go do something. What do you want to do? Like, <laughs> I'm not getting any work done. <laughs> we'll figure this out. But I learned a lot. You know, you when you're in, in evaluations, you know, you're you're judging how your friends do their job. You know, I Which, I like right, But them. you also
1: need to know the procedures inside and out.
0: Correct. Yeah. In
1: order to judge how they're doing. So
0: Right. And I remember giving my best friend a critical error in an eval. Oh uh, yeah, Juan Lopez, right? Yeah. D. Juan Lopez, and, and, he, and he didn't have any hard feelings. I told him, I explained to him what happened. He goes, oh, yeah, that's right. So yeah. you reevaluate them, and they go on. Most weren't like that. Most would like to question your integrity, and I'm like, I don't want to fail you. That's more work on my part, man. It's just I saw what you did, and you failed. Like, But you know, overall, I you know, I, I left there in 2006 kicking and okay. screaming. you know, oh, Greg, H- Greg Hazley, love him to death. He's like, take this job or get out. I'm like, damn it. I don't want to get out yet. I'm having too much fun. So I took that job to stand up uh, at the time was a detachment one, but became the new 11 Swiss. And I love Hazley to death. I, I give him crap all the time about that, but, you know, I, I love Greg. He was always very yeah. kind to me. Um, was he doing
1: he, acting first sergeant at that time?
0: He was. Yeah, he sure okay. was. So I left, <laughs> you know, left there and went, you know, st- stood up, you know, uh, debt one, which became 11 Swiss. And, you know, we launched the first two highly elliptical orbit. So that was,
1: at that time it was down in Shriever, right?
0: Yep. Yep. Good old Shriever. So back at Shriever, a uh, little, little longer walk. Uh, and <laughs> you know, so the first year that yeah, that first year was the easiest year of my military life because we didn't have really? the, Yeah. Oh so,
1: yeah. Yeah. They didn't even have the floor built yet. Right.
0: Nope. Nothing. And so we got <laughs> this and, and I'm, we got really good training. I was a mission manager, right? So I was in charge okay. of developing the schedule that could test the satellite, and yeah. we had really good Type One training from from Lockheed Martin, like the best out of any of the other positions. And so they gave us all these procedures, and they were all like ninety percent done, right? We oh, just like were. air forced them up, and me and JT Moore, great team, JT Moore. We were done in three months, Marty. So I spent the next year not doing a whole lot. Yeah, I'm, yeah. all I'm telling you is one day. This is when the Rockies were in the uh, the World Series. Oh, I had, seventh. I didn't have anything to do. Yeah. I spent an entire day trying to get World Series tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and Captain Brett Morris comes around like 3:30. He's like, What have you done today? I said, I've been trying to get World Series tickets. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, Do you have anything to do? I said, I would love for you to give me something to do. Right. And he looked right. at me for a minute. He's like, I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll go sweep. Do you mean to clean a bathroom? Whatever. Like, I don't, like what, what I don't, I don't have anything to do. And that, that was, that's the nature of the beast, you know, it ebbs and flows, you know? So. So uh, for those who,
1: for those who are listening, um, who are not familiar with space or whatever, the, uh, debt one 11 Swiss was, uh, the unit that was kind of going to come up to fly the highly elliptical, uh, orbit satellites. And they had built a space operations center down there for them. But because of funding, because of construction, because of acquisition process, uh, it took forever. Were you there when it actually went live?
0: Yes. Oh, yeah. And I was I was actually stand. I was the evaluation shop. So I wrote all the evaluation scripts, uh, did all the procedures. Yep.
1: So all you that. went there in 2006. Yep. When did it go online?
0: 2007-ish, 2000, yeah, end of 2007, somewhere okay. around there.
1: And it, it, there was a point, listeners – that um hell you guys didn't even have furniture at one point were you down no. there at their at that period of time
0: yeah so we didn't have furniture in in the off floor we were actually in a temporary building for the first
1: oh that's right I forgot about yeah, that first yeah. year or so yeah that's right yep. so uh so they were there standing up that unit and there's only so much you can do when you don't have the primary equipment to do your mission with
0: right so, I was volunteering for everything I was running oh, you were? <laughs> oh yeah I was like basically like hey we need people to you know, for this base wide ten cam, like I'll go be a whatever. I'll, you know, an usher. I'll go.
1: So you're you're collecting all those NCO of the month bullets.
0: Yeah, whatever. Like that was never <laughs> a big motivator for me. I was just like, no. But
1: something. those are the type of things. It's like, hey, I volunteered yeah. here. Uh, Did Habitat for Home for Humanity. Uh, yeah. I I did the uh, incline. You know that all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, because you had the time to go do
0: it. Oh yeah, tons, tons of time. I was in the best shape of my <laughs> life. It was working out <laughs> twice a day. Before work, during work, they didn't care. I'm like, hey, I'm at the gym. I'm you when you get back. Yeah, I was in fantastic shape.
1: So all that weight gain and basic is a thing of the past.
0: I was, yeah, I was six and a half percent body fat at that Damn, point. Yeah, really? Yeah, at 178 nice. pounds, something like that. Yeah, Ooh, that's it's like a-, a dunk. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, like it was just yeah, it was crazy. Yeah,
1: <laughs> didn't advance a cause of freedom at all, but at least you were uh, improving the body.
0: 100%. <laughs> 100%. But boy, I tell you, you know, ebbs and flows. So, you know, when those things started live, it was, yeah. it was game on. You know, yeah. uh, we yeah. did not have the Manning. So we worked a lot of 12 hour shifts. I worked a ah, scene yeah. amount of 12 hour shifts there. So, like really? I said, that first year was great. Next couple of years, we're like, oh, yeah. yeah did there's, you, the, there's the did payback.
1: Did they get enough manning? I remember because Sippers was short.
0: So right. you guys were definitely going to be short. Correct. Right? Yep. We were short the whole time.
1: So, um, were you off 12s by the time you left that unit
0: no okay nope
1: there you go yeah and they probably stayed on it for another year or two uh because i know they were trying they were trying desperately for that i don't know maybe a decade to try to find manning one charlie six manning right to man all these space sites and they never could do it so
0: right and, and it wasn't even they could get bodies they couldn't get the clearances through in time so yeah. that was again they, so they they remedy that now but yeah back then it was Maybe half of us had had top your clearances in the career field, you know. Right. So you had a limited pool. And yeah, they they'd PCS us a guy in, they'd bring someone in. It takes six to eight months to get them, you know, get them cleared.
1: Yeah. And they 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 sat and did casual duty for all that time. Yep. It was a waste of manpower.
0: Absolutely. When'd you leave uh debt one? Uh two thousand and ten.
1: To go yep. where?
0: To go to Boulder. Oh, geez, yeah. really? But th- it was not a, a straight shot. So to give you, and, and I'll talk, you know, this is getting personal here, but whatever. I'm having fun. I haven't talked to yeah. in a while, Marty, so I'm fired yeah. up. I'm one Good. bourbon down. Let's go. So All right. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I made E6 before my tenure point, which back in the day, that was that was pretty fast. I was yeah, like three years really? ahead of the curve.
1: Yeah. Um, Shooting star.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, give or take. So. <laughs> I had gotten divorced, right? I was married for like two years. Um, join the there, club. <laughs> what's that? Yeah, join it, the club. And I don't. There's no bitterness towards her, right? Like we just, we just should have never been married. Uh, there were a yeah, lot of sure. flags, and so we ended it. It was fairly amicable meeting. Like we didn't have to drag through court uh, yeah. and all that. And then I started messing up. Like I started <laughs> getting involved with a girl I should not have, you know, been, you know, been involved in. Okay. And you know we got told to knock it off, right? Uh-huh. We got told to knock it off, you know, the old no contact order.
1: Uh Oh, they actually wrote that up. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Deservedly so. <laughs> uh right before the no contact order I broke my ankle, bad. Like oh. really bad. Shattered it in two places. Uh What were you doing? Uh playing flag football. Uh, of course. Yeah, uh that was PT for the day, so we we're all out there just and it was it was it was against a, a squadron where the, the the squadron commander would actively recruit academy guys because he loved oh, – I'm not kidding. They had three academy football players on that team. Really? And, and we beat them. We beat them two years in a row, but whatever. Nice. I digress. Like, but you know, it was a freak <laughs> play. I jumped in the air to grab a, a, a tip ball, uh-huh. and my buddy was running full speed. He fell. His leg whip hit my my fibula, and smacked it. It it broke in midair. So I must've had stress fractures. I just didn't know. Yeah. And then when I landed, it was like completely out. And and this is significant because this is kind of what changed the, the, like, you know, kind of my career. So I was like 30 minutes without circulation. Wow. Yeah. Because when they called 911, they called it from a cell phone and Ellicott responded before Shrievers did. Jeez. And so I didn't go into shock. Like I was trying to stay calm. Uh, I remember Aaron Rath was on me. Like, what's your social? What's your name? I'm like, dude, I'm not going to shock. This just really freaking hurts.
1: Was like, anything bleeding? No. Okay. No.
0: Um, my supervisor runs to his car and runs back. And I hear this click, click, click. I'm like, are you taking pictures? He goes, you'll thank me later. I'm like, <laughs> I kind of do to this day. I kind of thank him. You know, <laughs> like really? yeah, I, I got some good pictures. Oh, yeah. And so the paramedics come and, and then they rush on the field and they hit me with some fentanyl Nice. and they cut my, yeah, no pain. Then they cut my boot off and I hear him talking. There's like two young guys and then this older guy uh-huh. and, I, and then the older guy's like, listen, you know, at this point, you know, security forces are there on the field and he goes, you have two choices. He said, we could set your ankle on the field cause it's completely out or you can wait to go to the hospital, but understand. You've been thirty minutes without circulation. You might lose your foot. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, set it. Yeah. And he turns to security forces. He says, "You need to tell everyone to clear the field." So oh, they clear shit. the field. Yeah. yeah, they roll me over, and they're like, Are "You ready?" I'm like, "No," but <laughs> they, I remember pulling it, and then they twist it back in. And It didn't really hurt, so I was dropping some f bombs because yeah. I could hear all my oh, ligaments and tendons go going. Oh, I'm like oh no it's never gonna be the same yeah and it wasn't you know um I've had I think that was the precursor to all my hip and knee problems
1: absolutely you know, so like my
0: yeah. medical records show that you know they show all that yeah so uh, I end up going to the hospital whatever and then they they slap me with a no contact order later and um, yeah and so
1: it's a hell of a month for you
0: yeah it was' an, definitely a turning point in my career and so uh you know we didn't stop we end up getting caught. And, um, before we got caught right after I broke my ankle, I submitted a package to go teach our non-commissioned officers Academy in Germany.
1: Oh, nice. And
0: and I had a strong package. Yeah. And I was the only E six they let out of the career field that year to go do special duty. Jeez, Wow. I got the job.
1: Oh, that's awesome.
0: (laughs) And then I got in trouble. (laughs) <laughs> and, and I got demoted on a Friday uh, in my flight suit, which is super weird. Um, I never got chewed out this whole time. It was just like the disappointment in people's faces, you know? Oh, that's the worst. So I remember on a Friday at noon, I got demoted and I walked out of the commander's office and I still had my old staff sergeant uh, Velcro rank. Yeah, because so it took patch, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, I took off the patch and I put the new one on and I just went back to work. I'm like, well, that was stupid. <laughs> like, because you know, you, I had that attitude because I the punishment was harsh, right? And a lot of people that did the same stuff I did that got swept under the rug, but it yeah. wasn't unfair, Marty. It was not unfair, it was a very <laughs> justified punishment, sure. I was like, that was stupid. So, a couple of months went by and I started getting phone calls, right? Uh, first yeah. one was from a green door assignment, and they huh? called me and they were like, Hey, we have this green door job open, I need operators to be a perfect fit. I'm like, like, you know, I got in trouble, right? And you know space is small, right? And he goes, Yeah, yeah I don't care. I heard you did, whatever. Like, you've you, you bounced back, we're over it. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Nice. But I told him, you know, Boulder had contacted me the week before. And uh-huh. so I was very interested in that that Green Door assignment, but I you know, my loyalty was to Boulder because they they called first. Well, so I okay. called Troy Hess and Joe Schmidt. Ah. And I yeah. said, Hey, listen, you know, Green Door's calling. If they select me, like I'm not coming up. So, you know, if you (laughs) have to make a decision, you better be quick. Uh, The lieutenant colonel up there at the time did not want me. Really? All he he saw was what was on paper. Oh, yeah. I don't blame him. You know, he doesn't know me. Yeah, yeah. But what did Joe and Troy do? You know, they called the Simons guy and said, we want Balcom because he's a qualified volunteer. And they go, okay, so I got orders up there. And that was my consolation prize, you know.
1: Those two guys, those two guys have done more. Uh, for space operators than anybody I've ever heard of.
0: Yeah, I mean, and and when I got up there, I had a meeting with the commander the f- first week I was there, and you know what? He liked me. Like you can't, you know, sometimes you don't want to judge a book by its cover. I was, I was sure. gone, like, I, I fucked up, you know, you know. Here's yeah, but you stuff. owned
1: you owned it, and that, that makes all the difference in the world.
0: It did, uh, and my attitude was never, you know, never never waned. I'm like, that was really dumb. So I got up there, and I did really really well. That was the job that kind of turned. uh, turn up the heat, you know, really opened my eyes to the acquisition process, to how uh, interagency integration, you know, inside the Air Force and outside the Air Force. And then we we launched the first two geosynchronous satellites out of that.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Um, Very busy. Uh,
1: So you went up there in 2010? Yep. What was it called? The name is escaping me for some
0: Uh, reason. The CTF, Combined Task Force.
1: CTF, that's right. He launched the… Go one and two, right? Um, and flew them as well because they yep. weren't accepting them down there, uh, Buckley. Correct. So, how long did you stay up there?
0: So, twenty fourteen. Uh, during that time, I made E six again, right? Because you got to retest. I had to wait two years because I, you know, your time and, and grade reset So, I made E six yeah. again, and then blew that test out of the water. I mean, duh. Sure. Uh, sure. So, but what was going on at that time? was the air force hunger games. Right. And I mean? was on that, I was on that list because what do you mean, had, the... uh, they were kicking people out. That was the drawdown Oh, course,
1: Okay. Okay. And so I retired I, in, I retired in 2013. So, okay. Yeah. I wasn't privy to that.
0: Yeah. So, so we, you know, we call the air force hunger games. Uh, <laughs> I have an air force hunger game, hunger games coin uh, in my retirement <laughs> really? box. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yeah. And so it's good. Yeah. So I was like, I, I was, there's good. I was like, am I going to get kicked out? Like, you know, reserves were more than willing to take me. It wasn't like sure. a big deal of like, I didn't have any backup plans. I had my degree done at that time, my undergrad as well. So, uh, you know, whatever options, but I was like, am I going to make it through? Well, I made it through, right. They, you know, they gave me the endorsement, like we don't want to lose this guy. Good. And I went from that to almost getting kicked out in like six months to something called developmental special duty where Whoa. they were, they were poaching are trying to post the best people to go teach these special duty assignments, you know, military training instructor
1: and school instructor,
0: because they had all those sexual assault stuff going on. So I went from that to, Hey, you're selected to go teach, you know, our initial skills course with all the youngest airmen in the air force. I'm like, that's kind of a 180, but okay. Like whatever, (laughs) I'll do that.
1: (laughs) Where was that at? Vandenberg. Oh, back to Vandenberg.
0: Yeah. So uh, I had a girlfriend at the time. And uh-huh. I asked her to marry me. And, you know, she said yes. And I got married. I got remarried. Um, weird story about that. She's substantially younger than me. So I, I thought there was like a huge risk going into it because she's never left Colorado. But uh-huh. I really like this girl. So I was like, I'm going to take her out there with me. And I was. An well, she's, her.
1: well, she's 16. She probably hadn't flown at that yeah. time. Or yeah. She like didn't that.
0: know. So like, what's an airplane? I know what that is. No. <laughs> uh, she's actually she left at her junior year in college. You know, she was a biology major. So she left for you. Yeah. She left school oh. to come with me to Cali. And again, I was on the impression she's going to get homesick. She's never been away from her mom. Uh, And turns out she actually loves me because we're still married and we got two kids, but whatever. <laughs> like I told her that story. She's like, you really thought that? I'm like, yeah, I wasn't sure. Like I was cool with it. Like if you told me you're going to be homesick, wrong Cali, like I wouldn't hold it against you. Like I get it. But, yeah. Yeah. So I took her out to Cali and you know, I, I was teaching, Sibber's initial skills course. And that might've been the greatest job I ever had because I was an East. Wait, what,
1: what happened with this developmental special duty?
0: That That's what, what it was. I was going to teach tech school, the tech school um, oh. recruiting or military training instructor.
1: That's that it was formally called developmental special duty. Yep. I had no idea.
0: Yep. And fun fact, recruiting thought they had me. I was getting these emails from this master sergeant with orders to go to recruiting school. And oh. I had to go, I had to go to my superintendent, like, like, something's going on. Like, I'm supposed to go teach at Vandenberg, but I'm supposed to go to recruiting and end up going to Vandenberg instead. Yeah, I was, like, real close to being a recruiter. Wow. That what would a difference gross. that would have made. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, thank you. So, uh, so sorry,
1: you were teaching Sivers?
0: Uh, what yep, course yeah. were you teaching? Did did Sivers uh, Mission, initial skills course. Okay. okay. And uh, it was 3 to 11 at night. And I was in E6. They gave me full autonomy, Marty. Like, I had really? very well, they knew me like, uh, Ray Smith was my superintendent. I've known him for years
1: well, Yeah, yeah.
0: and he knew how I operated. My captain had a lot of common sense and he's like, you know, I said, you can work with me or you can work days because I'm working days. I said, all right, I got the nice shift. And so it was, uh, it was great. Um, you know, fun fact, I, I would tell these students, like, I got a list of, of objectives, right? I have thousands of hours of instruction at this point. You You finish these to my standard and I'll let you go home early. Just don't tell your, your, military training leaders that you're home at nine, you know? Right. right. (laughs) And uh, and boy, what a motivator. Um, It is.
1: That's a huge motivator.
0: And it was so bad. I felt guilty because I'm like, I'm coming into work at three. And I'm leaving at like (laughs) nine thirty. I'm like, so I start coming at noon. Like, what are you doing here early? I'm like, "Eh, yeah, I got stuff to do. But really it was like uh I was really good at my job and these kids are sharp. I have a I have an affinity for the younger generation because I think they're they're more intelligent than us. And, and I think they're, you know, they're, they're breaking some social norms that they need to be broken. So, um, yeah. that was the best part about that assignment was really integrating with these younger kids. So I only did that, that cyber stuff for about six or seven months huh. and, and they, they shut it down. I'm like, damn
1: it. Because oh, I they knew did. then,
0: yeah, they did. Uh, I started, uh, it's 2015 now they said, Hey, you're going to be the lead for developing this new and improved initial skills course. and went from eight weeks to like a few months. I'm like, Oh no.
1: And oh, like,
0: number one, I shouldn't be, we shouldn't be developing this. This should be done at higher headquarters. I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do it, but they're going to give us manning. How do you think that went? It didn't. <laughs> so guess what I was doing? Everything. Building curriculum after I was teaching, you know? Oh, uh, so we had a lot of problems. We, we, got, we got online in 2015. It was, it was far from a finished product. Um, so, you know, a lot of late nights, and we got it yeah. a lot better. Uh, the last two years I was there, leadership was absolutely fantastic. Jason McCandless, if you know that name,
1: McCandless, Colonel McCandless.
0: Yep, he was our DO, and Jason Schram was our commander, and okay. and they were they were not micromanagers. Uh, you know, we had a really really good NCO corps, uh, really good NCO corps, and they told us these are what we need to do, and they didn't care how we did it; just need to get it done. And That's so the great. last, last couple of years was, I felt like a true NCO, right?
1: Oh, uh, yeah.
0: I right. only came to, I only came to them when I had issues. They only came to me when like something was like on fire. That was it. Uh, That's almost like was the Army. Yeah. yeah. It was amazing. You know, I'd work, you know, me and one other structure supervisor, we, you know, we had seven instructors under us You know, we had whatever, 80 students at a time, you know, we were working five 30 to four 30, but they weren't hard hours.
1: You yeah, know, I was right, just there right.
0: making sure classes were good. My instructors weren't dead. My kids weren't fainting, uh, you know, at <laughs> a hell of a time. Um, during that time, you know, I finished my master's degree, wow. which is pro- you know, very proud. What did
1: you, you get a master's in?
0: So I got it in as program management, but it was from okay. the University of Michigan. And oh. it was through their um, Rackham School of Engineering and Computer Science. So it was engineering focus. A lot of my oh. classmates oh. were engineering majors. So what was your
1: what was your bachelor's in
0: international business? Where was that from? Uh, Columbia College out of Missouri.
1: Okay, uh,
0: right. you know back then there wasn't a lot of online choices. So no, there wasn't. Um, so you know, I told myself if I'm getting a master's. I'm going to do it right, and I wanted to graduate from Michigan, and I found one that I could do. Nice. And, and who, boy, I'll tell you, I was there at eleven o'clock at night a lot of nights because my wife was working at the casino, so she didn't miss me. She was working, so uh, <laughs> you know, I spent a lot of time at work because you know the kids would get out. And I would just sit in my classroom. I had, you know, two big monitors and work on homework all night. It was great. Yeah. yeah that's uh,
1: discipline, boy. That's good.
0: Yep. Yeah. And, and, and it paid, it paid off. off. Yeah. Because, definitely. you know, I started getting hurt in 2015. You know, my hips started to fail. Ah. Uh, I was in I was in San Francisco and it locked up on me and I couldn't walk. You know, I had to I had to wow. wait like 15, 20 minutes to get the thing going again. And Were you having any
1: problems with the uh, fit test?
0: Uh, not not at that point. Nope. Not at all. Okay. Uh, all right. And, and this is going to be the most un- unbelievable part of my story, Marty. All I right. actually had a really good PCM that got me an MRI right away. Oh. Yeah. Military? Military. Oh, man. Like, right away, she's like. What are you? I, I, I'm like you're, the, like, you're the. Unbelievable. The, uh, so the I couldn't uni- believe it. Unbelievable.
1: The, the unicorn in the Air Force. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And uh, you know, I got the MRI and it, it showed significant damage. And so I had it cleaned out. And the guy that did my surgery was a he was the former US men's national soccer team orthopedic surgeon. So he knew what he was doing. Jeez. Yeah.
1: <laughs> What's that was this damage caused by the change in your gait because of your ankle?
0: Yep. Lifting, okay. running Yeah. in the gait. Absolutely. Yeah. I have a severe case of drop foot. Oh, um, you do? Yeah, my tibial okay. tendon just never healed. Ah. And so when I came through the surgery, he goes, "You know, I was going to microfracture you, but you have nothing left." He goes, "You're oh, going to need." He goes, "You're going to need new hit. I'm like, "Oh no!" Um, <laughs> and that was kind of the end of that. So um, even if I had a chance to get promoted, I ended up hitting higher tenure, uh,
1: yeah. which is
0: fine. Uh, but I finished my master's, so it was time to go. Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: No shortage of job offers. I mean, I had job. I had a job before I left. You know, California. Yeah, good so, for you. You know, I, I used my my time in the military, to, you know, to my to my advantage. So that was kind of it. You know, that was kind of the uh, the story. One thing I, I tell people, and I used to do this with my students, I would sit there in front of the class. You know, that, that that continuum they used to have, you know, left to right arrows. And they say, on the left side, Air Force is just a job. Yeah. And on the right side, it's your calling. You know, they do it at our leadership schools. And I was always like that, you know, kind of on the left side, like that 10, 20, 30%. And yeah. they'd ask you to explain. I said, you know I. I don't have a family history of the military. I just sure. really liked, and I took it serious. Working, you know, you know, for the military for the country, and yeah. I said, and don't think just because I think it's just a job doesn't mean, you know, you don't uh, care. About I it. don't care. Yeah. yeah, I took it. I took it serious. So, yeah. but at the same time, like I wasn't disappointed when I had to retire because I mean you know, I prepared myself for the civilian sector, um, and I had great supervisors. Not everyone has that, Marty. Not everyone has those supervisors no. that are going to prep you. For civilian life.
1: Sometimes that little word of advice from somebody who's, who knows mm-hmm. can make all the difference in the world.
0: Right. You can love the air force, but it's never going to really love you back. You know?
1: Oh no, so, it'll roll right over you.
0: Yep. And I, I, <laughs> I took that advice to heart. You know, I, I, I did a lot and, you know, I got a lot in return. Um, scratch your back, scratch mine sort of thing. Sure. So,
1: yeah, sure. Well, I don't think, I don't think there is anybody when your name is brought up, um, that would have anything but, oh, yeah, he's a good guy. He worked his ass off. You know I mean? That's, uh, th- th- there are several guys up there and that in my time of uh, being having the pleasure of working with all of you guys, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and there was very, very few that were, you know, quote unquote dirtbag type of guys. And plus they didn't last very long anyway. Right. So, um, I think having that infuse of talent that were down there. I mean, you just, you know, you just start throwing names out and you're like, Oh man, I remember that guy. He was great. Mm-hmm. And that guy was good. You know? Um, and I think that faded, uh, you know, 2010 and beyond and change of leadership, change of personnel. And when they started shipping people straight in, mm-hmm. uh, right from basic, and it was, uh, it was a different caliber of people, um, especially when they're, you know, you got those guys who are new into the system, then they're shipping them back out to go teach the system to a bunch of new guys. And you can see that product start declining. Right. Uh, over time. Um, And it was, it was, it's the oddest thing. And we're just, you know, between you and me, I, you know, I I got up to Boulder I and I was doing geo one and two, in fourteen, so we must have, you know, I, we were close, right? Yep. Um, and uh, but then when they moved us down uh, to Buckley, and I got out of that, and I, I went over to the training shop. I was working with Joe Schmidt. Uh, I did that for a year, and then I got out completely, and then I came back in with SAIC, and that was during that whole process of this smF, and I don't know if you oh heard yeah about that whole process, yeah. yeah, and it was ridiculous. and it, and at that time that I was working with Joe in the training shop, because however they sold it, I don't know how they sold it, but they had a civilian contractor with every position. And mm-hmm. I was like, this used to be the reserves used to do this. How did you guys buy off on hiring civilians for it? But I was like, okay, fine, you know, I'm sitting in a job. Uh, but then they were like, hey, we need to come up with all these new products. And I was like, we used to have a safe full of them, uh, you know, seven years ago. Where's all those? And They're like, oh, they dumped all that stuff. I was like, are you kidding? What happened? It was like coming back, uh, you know, it was like the end of Planet of the Apes when he's like, oh, this is America. I can't believe you wrecked it. Uh, but you could walk back in and they had no training. They had, they'd stripped the eval shop down to like three guys it was it was it you wouldn't it wouldn't have made any sense to you based on the way we were raised in it right right and uh, i think and they had just i mean it was a lot of officers when we were there but now there was just it was like one to two officer to enlisted oh and, yeah and so they were they had even talked about well maybe we'll make the second lieutenants as MMOs mm-hmm. you know mission managers because oh, we don't man, have they were, doing
0: that, they were doing that when i was teaching uh, the OPR advanced course
1: That's that may have been where, it, that may have been where it started. You know, Yeah. um, but there was just so much, it was so top heavy and it was so bottom heavy. And I was like, where's your E six to E eights? Uh, cause you walk out on the floor, you can walk out on the zippers floor now. And I think the Hyatt, you may see an E six, if, you know, if, if he's pulling a pro shift or something. But basically, it's the floor is run by like E fives and senior E fours. It's crazy, Um, but they've taken. I think they've taken a lot of responsibility away from them. Anyway, I I digress. When we, I mean, really, that first ten years of Sibbers was kind of the golden age because we had so many guys. But they were all experienced guys, you know. Right. um, It it wasn't just new guys coming in, and even if it was new guys coming in, because I remember, you know when Jorgensen and Robinson and that whole group were just sitting as DSOs, mm-hmm. right? But they were they were learning. Right. Um, now they got, you know, they got uh, E4s as crew chiefs, mm-hmm. you know, E4s as GSOs and stuff. And you're like, that's not the way it was. I mean, you couldn't even get into Sibbers without a five level. Right. So that lessening of the experience level in pursuit of manning, makes a big difference in that work center a whole lot different now right isn't? they had
0: a, a rash of errors for a while i remember that oh, i remember they were on the general general list for several months
1: and you know who was uh and remember who the commander was of uh was it toothless or no 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 no. he was 460th group wasn't it uh bradley i think yeah. bradley had come back and he took all that in the face all those oh. errors, yeah. and He
0: ain't exactly the calmest dude you ever met in your life.
1: <laughs> no, man. He was yeah. a,
0: he was a wacko.
1: He was great as a captain, right? And when he came back as a Lieutenant colonel, I was like, "They're fucking with his mind, man. This is not the same man anymore." It's you know, it was too bad because right. I, I still love the guy, but
0: right, um, yeah, yep.
1: Anyway, long and short of it is, uh, I think there were some very, very talented, uh, not only operators but military NCOs. And I always put you, you know, at the top of that list. So oh, I really it's, un- appreciate it's, un- that. it's unfortunate what you had to go through, but you, you know, you, the-
0: yeah, it was, you know, it's a probation period. I, I got, I got cocky. I got arrogant.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it happens, oh boy, right? I
0: got smacked back. And you know what? Probably one of the best things ever happened to me. To God, me.
1: what a, what a peak in a Valley. I mean, you yeah. were right on the precipice. Imagine if you had a gone, how how much different that would have been?
0: Yeah, I, so it's,
1: it's hard to do that. right? But you were right. you were you were going to go to Germany, right, to teach it, uh, NCOA,
0: right? So you know, I would have hit E seven there, right? Because I yeah, would have. And then the the two commandants that were there, the chiefs, were both one Charlie Six chiefs.
1: Oh my God! It was so sunset. like it was yeah. Set so up,
0: probably would have hit E eight, right? At, if they liked me, and you know, who knows what happened. But at easy. the same time. I wouldn't have got to Boulder to get all that experience and I wouldn't have met my wife. So to me, I, would I change anything minus my broken ankle? Absolutely not.
1: Tell me what do you think your most proud moment is?
0: I couldn't point to one, but I can tell you after retiring, seeing all these students that I taught, I taught them the initial skills course and then Uh. uh, I was the OPIR advanced course director. Yeah. Um, for a number of years as a contractor, seeing them progress and seeing them talk about like the positive influence I had. Oh man, nothing yeah. better. Nothing that's, better.
1: Yeah, that's true. They are your kids.
0: Yeah. And, and you know, they're E6s now, E5s. And you know, some of them I thought would do well, faded out. And some of them I thought, yo, this guy ain't going to last. <laughs> I <You> know. know. <laughs> they're doing extremely well. And I'm like, not tell them, <laughs> I got to be honest, man. I wasn't sure about, you know, what you're going to do. And I'm like, but look at you. And you
1: I know when you see uh you know, some of these guys were making Chief, and, you know, like geez, I didn't think he was gonna make it past his first term, man. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Well, I know, I don't know if you know Chief Rosnick, Mike Rosnick, him and I were I don't know him, together. Yeah. No. And oh yeah, and I, I see him every now and again. I'm like, dude, how the hell did we get to 20? We're like luck. Right. Right. They didn't have yeah. cameras. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell yes. his airman, I tell his airman, sorry about the cameras in the doors, man. That's kinda kinda our fault. <laughs> My bad.
1: (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. Tech Sergeant Kevin Balcom, it's been an honor to talk with you. Uh, Privileged to get your story. Thanks for joining me today.
0: Much appreciated, Barty. Thank you.
1: On behalf of Tech Sergeant Balcom, I'd like to thank you for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the show. And if you did, please leave a like and a comment and share the podcast with someone else. And as always, make sure to download the next episode for more service origin stories. So until next time, Attach Who! Fallout!